feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. We have to find I keep talking about the level of consistency in our performances I think Dermot Desmond will recognise the service that Neil Lennon has given the club and will back him as far as he can We're going to try and be as aggressive as we can and try and get another three points to put us closer to qualification Rangers have been in the doldrums for eight years and had to suffer for eight years Celtic like have suffered for eight weeks The league titles landed out before Christmas The Goal Radio Football Show With Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Darren O'Dea with OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 17 17 700. And in this season where the big games keep coming tonight, don't get much bigger than Benfica in town to play Rangers. Craig Moore, how much are you looking forward to that one? And Rangers going in with so much confidence. Yeah, no, really excited about this one. Uh, massive game for, for Rangers again. Um, at home, who you know they've been fantastic at home, up against the Benfica side that I believe eight top players will be missing, uh, five due to COVID and, and and some injuries. But Benfica, from what we've seen in the first game, uh, have a fearless attitude of playing football in the right way, and I'm sure that whatever player comes in, uh, will be looking to do the same thing. But you would expect. Uh, yeah. Rangers to be strong here tonight and, and potentially get the three points Darren they are European elite aren't they Benfica huge yeah, team yeah massive history um, club steeped in it uh, so it'll be a tough night for Rangers but I think as Craig said you'd expect Rangers to be able to go and win especially with uh, Benfica being a little bit depleted we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard James Tavernier and we're less than an hour away from kickoff. Celtic up against Sparta Prague and that's one of the poorest results of the season so far in the home match but it's the result that counts for Celtic tonight isn't it in the performance yeah in terms of the Europa League it's it's win or bust they have to win to keep the, the group alive um, but in terms of Celtic season I think they'll be desperate for a result obviously off the back of a, a draw at the weekend a little bit of pressure been applied now um, I think Celtic need to win football matches and Craig will they take something from the performance against Lille especially that first half yeah, no. Like I said, I mean, this is a, this is a big game. The, the problem with Celtic this season is not that they're not a good side. They're they're a very very good side. It's been the consistency uh, and not being able to knock out regular performances at ninety minutes. So Neil Lennon's been crying out for that. He's desperate to see that from his his team. I, I believe there's, there's four changes uh, to a Celtic lineup. Um, you know, defensively they've they've made uh, changes. Obviously, with the the pairing now of Julian and Aya. Um, Alhamid comes in as, as a right fullback for Frimpong and, and Cham comes in for McGregor. So, look, still a very, very strong side and all to play for for Celtic. Darren, you've got the actual Celtic lineup. Oh, Craig, Craig yeah. was doing a great was, job. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. That was no, a... you're spot on. That was brilliant. Uh, yes, they'll go with Scott Bain and go in, uh, back four of Laxalt, Ayer, Julian, Alhamid, and two in front of that, and Brown and McGregor. In Cham is kind of number 10, if you like, and Elianusi, Christie off the sides, and Edward through the middle. Quite a few changes. Uh, El Hamid, many people have been saying he will probably come back in because of his defensive qualities. I think just qualities as a player. Frimpong's a young kid who's done fantastically well, played a lot of games this year. 
I think you'd have probably seen if El Hamid was fully fit, he's had his COVID issues. I think you'd see these two guys probably interchange more than they have. Um, but he comes in tonight and certainly um, adds a lot of quality. Julian back as well. He's been injured, had a slow start to the season, but he was one of the top players for Celtic last season. Yeah, big performances and big games. Yeah. And I think as Celtic Rangers players, you always get judged off the big games. Um, so yeah, he'll be a, a welcome addition for Neil Lennon. Um, he's come in with Iyer and the two of them formed a really good partnership last year. Craig Moore, the former Rangers and Australia star, Darren and Dee, former Ireland and Celtic and Dundee star. Many clubs between you, we don't have enough time to mention uh-huh. all of them. It's great to see you both back in uh, on the programme. You've been together for a few weeks. Getting a good partnership here, Craig, do you feel? Yeah, uh, I think it's not too bad. Not bad. De- yeah. Decent centre-half pairing. Uh-huh. It's good. Uh, Darren looks as though he still could be playing. And uh, we were mentioning about Maradona. The news broke just before we went live last night. And uh, there have been some wonderful tributes, as you would yeah. imagine. Craig, you were just a, a boy around the time of the 86 World Cup. What are your memories of watching him? Yeah, now slightly older than, than Darren, uh, so I'll have a different take. But now, nah, look, I remember, you know, 11, 12 year old uh, growing up as a kid. 1986 World Cup for me is the clearest uh, World Cup I remember growing up. And uh, Maradona was, he was unbelievable during this tournament. Hand of God, we know. Uh, you know, not only did he have that magical beauty in terms of what he could do, he also had that cheek, um, which we 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 seen, but. Used to watch videos all the time as a kid, and look, a, a huge loss to to the game. Um, but he lived his he lived his life the way that Diego Maradona wanted to live his life. But very very sad day. He lived it to the fullest, didn't he? And uh, was involved in so many things. Some of them not so good. Some of them amazing kindness uh, as a person. When you watch the clips, then Darren, you weren't born obviously at that point. But uh, what a difference in defending in those days and refereeing the way that the, you were the things you were allowed to do. Yeah, incre- incredible when you watch back the clips and you see the skill and the pitches he's on as well. Mm. The quality of yep. pitch. The the balls are different and then the absolutely the, the treatment he got as a, an attacking player was completely different I think is the fact that 86 been probably the pinnacle in winning the World Cup at 35 36 years on you're, you're still talking about this player um, I never obviously got to see him I think my only real memory of him is the the 94 World Cup with Argentina and he was towards the end I think and remember he was into the camera when he scored the goal and the camera that kind of infamous yep. that's yeah. the only real memory I really have him of actually live um, but his legacy will live on certainly will you're just smiling there are you thinking of another thing no I, no, I just uh, like I, I just remember so much a, a about him and also his um, his time at Napoli um, you know brought huge success I think it was him and Kareka uh, back in the day there up top for, for Napoli and brought huge success to to that football club at a time where nobody could really believe what was happening. Um, so, yeah, no, so many wonderful memories, a huge loss to the game. And uh, you see there on the television the body lying in state at the, the palace there in Buenos Aires. Three days of mourning started last night and uh, it was quite touching to see the armbands and the minute silence everywhere in the Champions League last night, Darren. Yeah, he's he's a legend of the game. Yeah. Um, in my, my uh, era, it's Ronaldo Messi, mm. It's this guy for a lot of people and as I said, he obviously has sadly passed away but his name will certainly live on and I I, I can see that happening for, for decades and decades to come. Um, phenomenal player um, and obviously the I think one of the big things was the talent he had but the actual personality he played with and, and we'll talk about maybe off the pitch but certainly sure. on the pitch he had certain he had a huge, huge personality. You're just watching one there. Craig, ah. come on, you're the commentator tonight. Nah, I mean, he's, just, he's just He scored for Barca just a moment ago, didn't he? Look no, it, at the way he just chipped the keeper. Uh, that's yep. the thing. He, he's got that ability. You know, he could he could stand defenders up. They didn't know whether, whether to get close mm. or back off and you back off. I'm just seen a couple of clips here of little little chips and ah, just all class. And Davy Proven told us last night when he signed for Napoli they sold eight 
80,000 season tickets in 24 hours. Wow, could yeah. you imagine the ticket office at Celtic Darren out <laughs> no, Rangers just now? No, it's incredible. That's the effect the guy had, yeah. and you're, you're talking years and years on. Everywhere he went, he was he was um, a wanted man, um, and that's because of of the the skill he had in the football pitch. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, the Celtic lineup: Bain, Julian, Brown, the captain, of course, Christie, and Cham, Edward, Elianusi, Ayer, McGregor, El Hamid, and Laxal. And uh, on the bench, we'll give you the it was Barkas, Hazard, Taylor, Duffy, Beton, Ayeti, Klamala, Rojic, Frimpong, and Henderson. So quite a few changes there for you, reckon, Darren. From uh, from last time out, they w- was expected to make some changes, and we'll give you the Rangers news. Rangers kick off at eight tonight, and Rob McLean's commentating on that, so we we'll hear from Rob in the next hour. But still, it's a, it's a really strong lineup. Edward, people looking, I know away from home, it's it's always going to be tough, but uh, he's such a special player. You see him in training all the time. What would you what do you think about Edward? He he obviously went away with the, his under twenty one national team and scored a couple of goals away came back in, in kind of good form and didn't start the game at the weekend but I thought when he came off he, he made or sorry came off the bench and onto the pitch against Hibs made a real impact um, listen his his own high standards he's certainly not uh, met yet so far for Celtic this season but I think if he kick, clicks into gear Celtic are a different team he's he's the best player in the league um, and when when he's on form and he hasn't hit them heights just yet but I think Neil Lennon will be hoping uh, tonight can be the start of of a good run of form for him Darren you run the under 18s at Celtic uh, the first team left yesterday obviously for Prague what's the feeling about um, the reaction and the Green Brigade yesterday and the banner going up at Celtic Park and the statement saying thanks for everything you've done Neil Lennon but it's time to go yeah, I can only speak from my own uh, my own personal view on it is I think I, I it's quite obvious a Celtic fan I've grown up a Celtic player now work for the club um, it's quite obvious Glasgow is not a normal place to live no. it's, a mad it's a madhouse <laughs> it is and, yeah. and I, I embrace that as much as anyone I've lived here for the best part of 18 years my wife kids are all Scottish I love the place yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way but it's a madhouse yeah. when you actually look at the facts and say Neil Lennon is about to potentially complete uh, every domestic title that has been put in his way since he came back in. Um, he's had previous of of winning at the club. He's lost one domestic game this season. Um, it's just a bit mad. But have Celtic been performing? You can't defend that. Neil Lennon's not trying to defend that either. They've not performed to their levels. They need to pick up form if they're wanting to to obviously win another league title. But the kind of the hysteria around it, it it's the same as always, but it's it, there's not much perspective putting things, I would say. Greg, he came out, he faced the cameras and the microphones yesterday, and this was his reaction to that and also the performance at the weekend. Well, I thought the performance was okay. It's just the um, moments of madness that cost us the three points. Yeah, we did a post-match brief on Monday, went through a few things. We actually played very well. You know, we're giving away the amount of penalties we've given away this season is, you know, a bit, bit of a concern. So we, we need to certainly address that and tidy that up. You know, it's cost us, you know, six points over those few games where it's been unnecessary, really. How do you view it, Craig? Glasgow is a madhouse. You know that all your years at Rangers. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that, that, that is absolutely spot on. Uh, but, uh, you know, for me, look, there's always going to be pressure on, on, on both coaches uh, of, of the old firm. And, and that can be in the good times also, you know, but obviously more so in the, in the, in the bad times. But... Look, at this stage, Neil Lennon's record has been phenomenal uh, with Celtic. Uh, I think, you know, not only himself, he's disappointed, but but also the, the fans. And I'd like to think that the players also, in terms of just not being able to knock out those those consistent performances 
um, on a regular basis. You know, played really good spells of football, but just not for not for long enough um, to be able to get on any kind of run uh, and and to get that rhythm. And and look, football players, the more they think. Um, obviously, the more you kind of see that that indecision and uncertainty. Whereas you, when you know it's like Dome, when you're in form and, and and things are flowing as a footballer, and even as a football club, you don't have to think anywhere near as much. So look, there is pressure on on Celtic uh, to come out and perform, but you're at that football club and you know exactly what kind of pressure you're going to come under. So ho- hopefully, they'll come through that. Yeah, I, I just think. Imagine you were an outsider and you came in here mm. and you came from America, you knew nothing about Scottish football and you said, right, there's these two big teams here and and one is looking at, uh, there's pressure on one of the managers to maybe lose his job, which certain fans are, are kind of talking about. And then you started explaining, right, is, is he, are Rangers, they, they've been winning, have they, in, in terms of titles? No, no, Celtic uh, have actually won nine titles in a row. So has this manager not done well? Well, he's actually won every domestic title since he's come back to the club. You'd, you'd be going what, what's yeah. going on yeah. so has he been losing loads of games this year well, they've been disappointing in Europe but lost one domestic league game it's just this is the world that you live it's in with Celtic yeah. and he understands that Neil Lennon understands yeah. that so um, but I do I do think there's no shine away Celtic have to improve their performances mm-hmm. because Reigns are in fantastic form um, but listen to talk of people losing their jobs and all this is a little bit crazy for me more on that as the programme goes on. We'll hear more from Neil Lennon. Looking forward to the match with Sparta tonight. So in the first hour, mainly Celtic because it kicks off at six and also Rangers at eight. So we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard. A couple of other headlines today. Manager losing his job. He resigned. Gary Holt at Livingston. Uh, Craig, when you heard at the weekend when he said, I'm going to have a think about things, then yeah. you kind of know, don't you? Well, yeah. we, we know the combative style yeah. uh, of, of Gary Holt. I know that, you know, playing against him. I've only been back a, a short period mm. of time. But I've got to say that there seems to be maybe a little bit behind, you know, I don't know what the, the situation is at Livingston uh, Football Club, but like I said, knowing Gary Holt and, and being a true competitor, um, for him to, to say that enough is enough, uh, for me only suggests that maybe the day-to-day runnings of the football club has been challenging for him. And at times that can that can really wear you down. So, look, we, we wish him all the best. I think that the way that... They've come through this with the statement and and the departure, um, and more importantly, the relationship still intact. I think is yeah. is important. Dignified the way it's been done. We'll come back to that in a moment or two. And we've also got news of Leanne Dempster leaving Hibs. She's been CEO there for six years, and uh, reports are coming in of where she is going. So we'll give you that during the program. But we're going to take a call now. Jason, a Rangers fan, is on the line from Deniston. Good evening, Jason. Evening, guys. How are you doing? We're good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, not bad? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> higher, higher. Yeah, so what about tonight? You often give us a prediction, actually, but uh, how are you feeling about, about Benfica? Um, yeah, I came on the last time, um, I think Craig was on the show as well, before the Benfica game when we were, we were playing away in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that on my first call when I phoned in that night that um, I thought that the test, that night that, that presented us was going to be the biggest, not not, not that we've just faced so far, but uh, in Europe domestically. And you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I did have us for getting a getting a win that night. I didn't think it would be as comfortable. I know that obviously we chucked it away in the final minutes. I thought that um, the, the overall performance in that game was great, but game management was um, cost us. So going off the back of that performance, I believe that tonight Benfica have also got a few. Uh, injuries and also they've been struck with some COVID issues as well so I think the likes of Mendy and a few other key players are out which 
only boasting Rangers' favour. So I, I do fancy us strongly tonight. I'm not going to lie. I never thought I'd be saying that against a team as better off Benfica's stature. But um, the way that Rangers have been playing uh, has been excellent. I actually seen a stat, saw a few stats actually on Sky Sports the other day that Rangers have got the most clean sheets in Europe currently. They've scored the most goals in Europe currently. Um, the longest unbeaten record in Europe currently. And, and this is all by a considerable difference as well. It's not just a couple of clean sheets or a couple of goals. You're talking an excess of 10, 12 goals mm-hmm. uh, yep. and 10 games unbeaten. So, listen, R- Rangers are a force at the minute, yep. uh, in my opinion. And I think that going into the game tonight, I, I really do fancy it. So, my, my prediction tonight, guys, will be 2-1 Rangers, 2-1. So, Jason says 2-1. Craig Moore? Yeah, was that was that not your, pred- your, your prediction also? Away from home was 2-1, yeah? That's right, you've got a good memory, Craig. Uh, not bad, memory. not bad. Yeah, look, I mean, again, I think, you know, like yourself, I think Rangers... Uh, in the in the form uh, and the rhythm that they're, they're in at the moment, again, a, a good result at the weekend. You know, comfortable four nil over over Aberdeen. So, look, the the important thing for Rangers is whoever takes a field at this moment in time. Everyone seems to to know their their roles, uh, Jason. So you know that that has made um, life. I mean, they're working hard. Obviously, it doesn't just happen. But I mean, that's made life. Um, you know, quite good for for Stevie Gerrard in terms of the whoever's starting or whoever's coming into the lineup. But always giving him a, a nice headache and, and perfor- yeah. performing to keep the rhythm and momentum going forward. So look, I'll take that two one. But um, sometimes you get a little bit greedy. A clean sheet would be nice as well. Again, that's it for sure. And I think the way that defence has been playing, um, I wouldn't be a clean sheet out either. Two one, I think. Listen, I think you can pull three points out of the, out the bag tonight. I'm, I'm happy. Obviously, I think now that. We've obviously got this um, clean sheet record going. Um, I think the defence um, are keen to try and keep that, whoever they play against. So there's a big onus on that. And it's funny, even now when Rangers are winning, if, if a team happens to score a goal against them, which hasn't been very um, regular of late, mm. it, it kinda, you kind of leave the game. You're still happy, obviously, you've got the three points, but mm. you still, I'm still leaving thinking, I wish we kept the clean sheet because you've... You've been doing so well with that recently, so fingers crossed we can keep that up. Well, it's not easy to get the clean sheet. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon for Rangers tonight? Yeah, I agree with everything Jason said. Rangers and, and sorry, and Craig said, um, they're in a rhythm. That yeah. And rhythm is a huge thing. German coaches speak about it all the time. Um, and they're playing, they're just churning result after result and probably just as importantly, performances. They're not kind of scraping results. They're performing to a very, very high level. Um, the only question that remains for Rangers now is, when they get beat yep. um, how they react now yep. there's nothing to ju- suggest this season that they'll react to anything different than, than getting on with it and getting back to the, the same things they've been doing but at the minute they're in fantastic form um, and I would absolutely uh, echo the sentiment that I think they'll go and win tonight That's a it's a top point uh, that you bring up Darren because there is going to be a result there is going to be a performance where uh, you know where it doesn't go Rangers way that, that's going to happen and it's about how they can pick themselves up, and whether they do pick themselves up straight away to then uh, get back onto to the run that they've they've been on. But there is going to be that time, you know. So it is how they're going to be able to handle that, which will be important. And also, we haven't seen that yet. Okay, thanks for your call, Jason. More after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thursday night European action coming up. Paul Cooney here with Craig Moore and Darren O'Dea. 
And your calls, 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. And looking forward to speaking with you. Rob McLean will be with us as well. He is doing the commentary tonight. Rangers against Benfica. Celtic kick off in just uh, over half an hour. And Darren Adi brought us the team. There was a bit of a scuffle there with uh, Craig Moore, but uh, you've got the team for those just, just tuning in to us. Yeah, it is Scott Bain and Golan, a back four of Laxalt, Ayer, Julian Elhamid, Brown and McGregor in midfield with Incham in front of them, Elianusi off the left, Christie off the right, and Edward through the middle. Craig Moore, you like the look of the Celtic lineup? It's consistency Celtic looking for to get that the magic back. No, and and Darren's touched on it. It's okay tonight's a, a it's an important game of football, but it's more about it's the the longer term. It's about getting consistent performances. Uh, that's what Neil Lennon will be looking for. We know the importance of the match tonight. It's a must win game for Celtic but longer term it's just about hitting those those levels on a consistent basis This is Neil Lennon looking forward to the match uh, just before they flew out to Prague yesterday afternoon well, We have to win tomorrow to stand any chance of uh, qualifying that's our sole focus now is you know going to Prague and trying to win the game we were you know the, the reverse game here was probably as disappointing as we've been for a while so it's important that we motivate ourselves to correct that and to be honest with you our way record in Europe has been pretty good so we, we take all the positives from that and bring it into the game tomorrow. European record last season especially, Darren was really strong. Yeah, Celtic Celtic obviously qualified out of the group, had two big nights against Lazio mm. where yep. fans had fantastic nights both home and away. Um, we, we obviously all speak about momentum. Celtic need to find momentum. They actually, as a squad, they just need to concentrate in the next game. They need to win just one and then build from there. And that so be it that the game now tonight is in the Europa League against Sparta Prague. I think even the most avid Celtic fans for Celtic to qualify out of the group is going to take a, a mini miracle. But as Craig says, it's just about winning a game of football and then hopefully going on to the next one in the weekend against Ross County. And, and then that's how you build momentum rather than talking about the next four or five games. Right. It's just about tonight. Benfica in town sadly no fans we were talking about it yesterday yeah. it was good Craig to see the SPFL writing to the First Minister saying when are we going to get fans back in Scotland uh, when it is safe to do so because we see in England yeah. uh, in the tiers where things are a bit better then the fans will be back fairly soon yeah and look we, we need it I've done uh, I've done a few games actually down south and you're going in and great stadiums great teams but there's just there's nobody in there it's, it's kind of really surreal kind of feeling and I know we've started to introduce uh, in certain areas of 300 supporters. They're so important to our game. Uh, they really are. They're so important to, to the football clubs and, and for players as well. I mean, they go out and want to play in front of supporters that get behind them. And, and, and for me, it, it is sad that you don't have that at the moment in time. I understand the, the safety issue, which is, which is really important, but I would like to think that um, we can work through a process and try to get fans coming through and in their thousands sooner rather than later. Darren? Yeah, agree. I obviously I've, I've I've similar to Craig. I've done, I've been at a lot of the Celtic home games, and it's a little bit eerie. It's weird, oh, yeah. especially the Celtic Rangers game and, and their Celtic uh, AC Milan game. And you, you just they're synonymous with huge atmospheres, and it's just not there. And it's it's strange. But I, I kind of I, I've I just live by the law, I suppose. Yeah, you just course. accept what yeah. what it is. There's obviously bigger issues in the world from a financial point of view for a lot of clubs. It's imperative to get fans back in. But it is what it is. We're in a pandemic. You just got to accept it. But absolutely, um, I agree with Craig that the sooner the, the sooner they're back in, the better. Stephen Gerrard was speaking about uh, the fitness of the players. Any injury worries for tonight? Uh, Ryan Jack's about. 
for, for tomorrow's game. Uh, we won't know on Ryan until later on today. Zungu uh, will be missing as well. And the rest is as it was from the weekend, basically. Craig, um, they've been remarkably consistent despite the fact he's rotating, changing, making, making quite a few changes, but the system stays the same. Yeah, look, very much so. It's more about, again, just having a, a really good uh, base in terms of defensively. We, we know that the fullbacks like to bomb on, but you know you, you still have to defend well. Your goalkeeper needs to be strong to allow um, your attacking players to go on and, and really put a stamp on the match. And I think that's where, where Rangers so far this season have, have been decent, whoever started. Um, you, know, you can go on about patterns and the way that they come in and understand their roles and all that, but that comes on the back of... Uh, they, you know what happens on the training paddock and, and confidence and rhythm Will we take a call from a Rangers fan now? Yep, ready? Why not? Scott's on the line, good evening Is it no Sean? Sean it is I thought it was Sean and then I saw Scott <laughs> Sean, it's you Last week I know I know, I was Sean a bit grumpy Welcome back Sean from Garthamluck uh, Sean, what are you yep. thinking? I'm going 3-0 tonight so, 3-0? Yep, 3-0 Rangers 3-0 Rangers, yep who are your scorers? Who are you going for? I mean, we don't have the team yet, but hey, Morellis didn't like going off at the weekend, which in many ways you'd think, well, it shows you how hungry he is to stay on and score. Do you think he'll score tonight? Definitely. I'll get Morellis two and I'll get Arfield one. Make it 3-0. Yeah, three nil. I've just got to look. For me, yeah. there's always that that thinking in the back. I remember when I was playing back in the day and what sort of stuff, and we kind of rode off a team called uh, Valencia that ended up two seasons in the row making the, the Champions League final. Yeah. So, look, we we can't underestimate the um, the size of the football club of Benfica. Uh, we know that they are a little bit um, not at their their, their strongest. Yep. But Rangers will still need to be at their best. They'll still need to start the game well. Um, they'll still need to make sure that they're focused because, you know, Benfica are, are a powerhouse in Portugal and they'll have players that are also coming in to, to look at, you know, staking their claim for, for further first-team football. So 3-0, um, that's, a, that's a, it's a big result that you've gone for, but, uh, you know, a win would be nice. Darren? Darren? Yeah. yeah, no, listen, 3-0, I'm sure Steve and Jared would be absolutely buzzing <laughs> with that right now. Um, Rangers, Rangers are favourites for the game. I think they're in a great, great form. They obviously don't concede goals, which is a massive part of football, and it it means they might need three tonight to win. Um, and Benfica are obviously uh, are ravaged with kind of COVID issues and injuries. So, yeah, I I predict that Rangers will win, whether it's three or not, remains to be seen. There's some great players though, haven't they, Benfica? And Steven Gerrard is well aware of that, Craig. Yeah, yeah no, nah, very much so. We we seen that in the in the, in the first game yeah. in particular. Mm. Like they they get Otamendi sent off and go down to ten men, yeah. but they're still, uh, you know, want to express themselves. They still play football in the right way. They have still got those creative players that can hurt you. I actually think that I left at that time thinking that game's done and dusted. And by the time I got back to the house, couldn't believe it was three three. So, if you switch off at that level, teams teams will punish you. Sean, what about the manager? Yeah. He seems to he's keeping his uh, you know the feet. Just firmly on the ground, just telling everyone, just uh, game by game, and it's really working. I think he's doing the right thing. See, when he done that thing last year at Parkhead, I was one of the ones who's getting a bit over excited, I know. So I think we do need to keep our feet, just basically just going to game by game. But I, I really have some, some, I've got a weird feeling this year, man. Kitten yeah. looks like it's got to be a winner. So um, yeah. I, I hope we do it, and hopefully, even if we get another helicopter Sunday, Scott. Scott McDonald knows that he won basically won us the league. Yeah, two goals for Motherwell. So he's a legend in my eyes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, his countryman, fellow countryman, but Craig Moore is with us tonight. But you're right, and you were uh, you were right about the uh, result at the weekend for Celtic. Not the result, but Celtic did slip up, which you had yeah. mentioned. Sean, thanks very much for calling. Cheers. Thanks very much, Sean, calling in there from Garth Amlock. So Rangers kicking off in about an hour and a half. Rangers against Benfica. Oh, we'd love the fans to be in tonight. Uh, Celtic in Prague against Sparta. And as you were saying, Darren, it's the, the result. It's the Not so much the performance, the result tonight. Celtic starting to, to uh, string wins together. It's what, what yeah, Neil Lennon yeah, needs. And yeah, and as I said, I don't think in the dressing room they're thinking, right, let's get wins under your belt. It's just get a win under your belt. Win a game of football and then move on. Um, obviously, in everyone's eyes, the Celtic fans' eyes, the, the league is now, I would say now, is the most important thing. They don't play for three games. They obviously play tonight. They've Ross County in the Cup and then AC Milan. They don't play in the league. So I think by the time they get back to league form, they want to have had wins under their belt and that starts with, with Prague tonight. Because it's stop-start, isn't it, in the league? We went back to the league at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the League Cup, Betfred, this weekend. Yeah, look, I mean, that's the thing. At this stage of the year, there's there's so many different mm. games coming from, you know, all the all the competitions. And the important thing is is, is trying to, um, you know, to, to go out and perform, give your manager headaches, get results. I know it's boring and people talk, but one game at a time, it, yep. re- it really is what it what it needs to be um, to, to focus, get results. I think the exciting thing for, for Celtic is obviously getting a player or two coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like Julian, we know how big a player he is for Celtic. So Darren, you'll know better than anybody how important hopefully he can be to, to Celtic now he's coming back and fit. Yeah, I actually look now and think there's not they're not missing many. I think that's probably... I'm, I'm sure on any given day you'd you'd say Frimpong on any given day could play it right back but that's as strong as Celtic are mm-hmm. um, the most important thing is the players that are on the pitch are in form and performing and so far this season they've had too many players below their high high standards so as I, as I touched on Edward coming back off the international duty scoring a couple of goals coming on at the weekend and, and looked lively at the weekend you need players like this your talisman you need them to perform and at the minute they haven't but I genuinely believe, and I think everyone believes, if they start performing and, and this team performs, they'll win games. Yeah. And hopefully that starts tonight. Uh, Darren and Dee with Craig Moore and me, Paul Cooney here in the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Looking at the table then, Rangers on top, 41 points after 15 games. Celtic on 30 after 13 games. Aberdeen went back to third position last night uh, on 27 points after 14. Hebs on 26 points after 15. Uh, were you surprised last night? Aberdeen coming to Hamilton and obviously they were odds on favourites but ended up 1-1 I don't think anything surprises me in football <laughs> nowadays yeah. you know it's just like there's we've seen a lot of inconsistency and I guess uh, certain results that we'd expect to, to kind of happen haven't you know but you have to praise uh, the, the Ackies obviously you know it's, it's a great result for, for them uh, I know I've heard a couple of bits and pieces obviously from Dell from Derek McInnes at, at Aberdeen and their squad also being tested yep. um, but it's no different to any football club at, at, at this time uh, with COVID and, and, and injury issues and and having a deep squad is very very important so um, good result for Hamilton Ackies Aberdeen will be disappointed with that though Yeah, they battled back well didn't they Darren in the second half uh, to get the equaliser and there was a great save from Lewis right at the end I mean it could they could have snatched it yeah, Ham- Hamilton are the. If there's any team that throw up a, a strange result, it's Hamilton. Some they've for years and years, and I've been the kind of part of a team in Dundee that were kind of competing against them. Teams at the bottom of the table, they're the ones you, you just can't predict. Hamilton are so so unpredictable. Um, you can see them one week and they struggle, 
and then I'm sure in the two seasons ago they actually beat Aberdeen or sorry Hibs it was 3-0 away and you're thinking where's that come from yep. um, so kind of to contradict yourself I I was surprised Aberdeen didn't win but I probably shouldn't have been because Hamilton always throw up kind of strange results at times and, and uh, Brian Rice I'm sure was delighted with the point in the end and the pitch as well Gary um, Craig sorry it's, it's difficult for people to make that adjustment at time but anything can happen in a, a cold wet night in yeah, Hamilton yeah. you know uh, look for me I, I'll be honest with you I hated the artificial pitches yeah. uh, my body felt like crap the, the, did you? the, the, yeah. the day after yeah, yeah. I, had, I had knee issues and so the next day I, I, day or two yeah. I, I couldn't walk um, so I don't know I mean I'm I'm guessing that the, the surfaces have improved but I'll be honest with you, I prefer to see, prefer to see the turf pitches. The artificial is not for me, but that's just my opinion. Hamilton on eight points after 14. They're three points behind St Mirren, who've only played 12 games. Saints on 11 points. Livingston on 12 points, we mentioned earlier, after 15 games, and it saw the departure today mm. of Gary Holt. Uh, Ross County on 13 points after 15 games. Motherwell on 15 points after uh, 13 games. They've missed a couple. And St Johnson on 15, 16 points after 15 games. Still really tight, isn't it, Darren? Um, you know, what were we, three to four months into the season? But uh, there's quite a few people there in, in the relegation zone. Yeah, and it, well, the league's always like that for, for a long time. Um, and then also the fact with COVID, teams are playing more games than the other and it, yep. it's not balanced out. You've Motherwell, obviously, who, if they if they were to lose their games in hand, could be in, I, I don't want to say in bother, but down no. the bottom end. But they win a couple of games, yeah. their games in hand, they're right up the top. So I don't think that the league is fully taking shape. Um, and hopefully over the next few weeks towards Christmas, these yeah. games get caught up with and you'll see a more a more normal table then. Gary Holt uh, leaving, it was to be expected almost, wasn't it? When he said at the weekend, he was honest, put his hands up and said, I'm going to look at, you know, review my position. And he has gone today. Uh, he's a really good guy, people tell me. And uh, he gave everything as a player and uh, same as a manager. He's done the, do you think, the honourable thing just to try and give them a chance this early in the season to move back up the table? Not, no, not really. No? Like from an outsider looking yeah. in, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. Like he's, and he's not been sacked, so no. that's one one thing. Yeah. So only Gary can answer that question. But yeah. like Livingston had back to back promotions. Obviously, I know uh, Gar- uh, Gary wasn't there for that and, and came up and they had an outstanding year last year. But yeah. if if Livingston's expectations to be a top six team right at this very minute, then well, them expectations are unrealistic, and I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the table and how they've started the season, maybe not as 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 well as they did last year. Last year they were exceptional, yeah. or um, but. No, from the outside looking in, it's not a case that uh, he's done all he can. He can't take it forward anymore. There, there's maybe more to it, and and I've listened to David Martindale speak, and they seem to have left on good terms. Maybe Gary Holt's just worn out, as as you maybe yeah, said. Yeah. It's a tough job being a manager day to day working. Um, it's non-stop. So I, I can't answer the question, but it's not no. I, for me. It can't be a case of the results aren't good enough, and he's had to walk away. Love it, Darren. Saying what you think. No, uh, no, he's he's saying, yeah, it's true. And he's spot on. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, going out on your own terms. Yeah, you know, and I think mm. that's you know that's what he's decided. Um, I'm sure that there'll be another opportunity for for Gary Holt, but he's made his decision because there's a reason behind that. Yeah. It, it, for us, it kind of you. Th- you you're guessing that maybe there's something that else that's happening behind the scenes for him to make that decision, but 
it is what it is. I think we were all really surprised when he did say that at the weekend. I agree. They, Livingston weren't on anyone's radar to go down. Far from it, especially after the performance of, of last season. And uh, it was the fifth last season, yeah, they, yeah, they, they were top f- six. Fifth, uh-huh. fifth yeah. last well, I, season. I, I put my hands up when Livingston came up yeah. to the league. I was playing like you were thinking, right there, there you're whipping boys this year because uh-huh. they came up. I'm sure it was a true the playoffs, and you're yep. thinking, right, will they have the quality? And by the way, they had a few gems in their team that they've gone and sold on. But no, I don't think this is down to results. This is down to Gary Holt making a decision um, and what's behind that, who knows. OK, we're back after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Thursday night, Europa League action coming up in a few moments. Sparta, Prague against Celtic, Rangers against Benfica at Eight. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited giving us your calls 0808 17 17 700. You can text GO plus your message to 87474 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Thanks to everyone who was in touch last night with their memories of Diego Maradona. I don't know if a few weeks ago, Darren, we asked you the best player you played against. We did with Craig and uh, one of them, Craig, you gave us, I remember, was uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Would that be right? You said. Did I say? Yeah. Did I did say you? Ronaldo? Did I say Gascoigne? Did I say Loudrup? Yeah. You've got oh, me. among the best. Yeah, among uh, the best. I just uh, think. Uh, I see they were doing a poll uh, <laughs> on Sky last night already, saying the best ever. Is it Messi? Is it Pele? Is it yeah. Maradona uh, or Ronaldo? So I'm not going to put you on the spot just now. But Darren, best player you ever played? The most difficult player. Uh, probably Kaka oh, yeah. um, when he was in his pomp. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a player! As yeah, well. he was yep. untouchable untouchable mm. but he was he was excellent lucky enough to play against some some mm. good players yeah Kaka that was some player Kaka, wasn't he was some yeah. player my, my mate actually Big Zelko Kalic was uh, the second goalkeeper at the time I think at, at AC Milan um, so he followed them quite a bit as well but uh, yeah Kaka was was fantastic but that's the thing it depends what uh, what area you played in you yep. know, we're, we're lucky that we're, we keep producing or we keep getting the opportunity to see some some amazing players to be former players to, to have that opportunity to play against uh, the very top mm. of that time is obviously a huge thrill yeah. Um, normally chasing shadows but a huge thrill all the same yeah <laughs> uh, yep indeed when you're up against the best the elite players it must be so special so difficult um, maybe you raise your game as well we gave you news about 20 minutes ago that Hibs today announced that Leanne Dempster the chief executive has decided to leave the club she's been there for six busy and successful years as the club say it's amicable in fact I think it's probably a surprise for them but we're hearing uh, news at uh, Go Radio Football show that she is coming to Glasgow to one of the most historic clubs in Scottish football we will reveal it we're just double checking it we never want to give you anything that's not 100% true but we're hearing uh, strong reports that she is coming to a big historic Glasgow club Leanne Dempsey as chief executive of the club wow well, wow you've, you've got yeah. me you've got me even thinking uh, now who, who, who can it be well <laughs> we're just we're just triple checking it and then uh, you know then we will announce it Kyle a Rangers fan is on the line hi Kyle good evening hi there how are you all doing yeah good how are you yeah. feeling I'm good I'm uh, confident for tonight you're buzzing yeah yeah definitely so we'll bring you the team. Rob's going to come on shortly, actually. We don't have the team just yet, but uh, as soon as we get it, we'll, uh, we'll we'll bring it to you. In fact, Rob, we'll, we'll go to him in a moment or two. So, Cal, what do you want to say to Craig and to Darren? What, what I was going to ask was, for the, about the team tonight for Rangers, does Gerard do, as usual, and swap the, the centre-halves about and bring Haaland back in tonight to redeem himself for the <laughs> mistake that he made in the good. last game? Yeah. 
Good question. Yeah, and yeah. It, it could do. I mean, we, we are still waiting on the, the, the starting lineup, obviously, for tonight. Um, but yeah, look, he, he will make... He will make a couple of changes. Um, you know, Holanda obviously in the the game against Benfica wasn't his his finest night, but at the same time, he normally has has produced at that level. Um, you know, Steven Gerrard has changed things about a little bit. Um, I've seen bits and pieces in terms of potentially Kent being left out tonight. Um, so look, I, I expect a couple of changes. the 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 good thing for for Rangers, as we've seen in in recent uh, weeks and performances, is that normally the players that come in. Uh, continue to, to hit the levels that, that the club are looking for and, and, and therefore getting the results as well. Carl, stay with us then. Let's uh, ask uh, our match commentator. The voice of football is on. Rob McLean is at Ibrooks. Rob, good evening. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, good. So you've gone from Hamilton, Aberdeen, 1-1. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, how are you feeling about the match tonight? And what about that question? Will it be Hollander or Balogun at the back? Yeah, obviously I've had to to go through all the visa requirements uh, moving from Hamilton to Govan uh, <laughs> tonight, but but all the paperwork's been done, so so that's all good. Uh, hi to Craig and, and Darren as well. Hi Rob, how are you? Um, good, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean for for me it would be Balogun. I, I just think that Benfica have got such bad memories for Philip Holanda because of what happened three weeks ago uh, in Lisbon. Uh, I mean he's a bit of a shocker, really. Um, that that goal in the in the in 60 seconds, the, f- the fastest ever own goal in Europa League history, which Conor Goldson uh, won't want to have on his CV, I, I don't imagine. And then, of course, he was culpable later on uh, as Rangers switched off a bit at the tail end, uh, and uh, as Steven Gerrard would see it, gave away a 3-1 advantage and and had to settle for a point. I mean, you know, I, I suppose there are two sides to this, aren't there? You know, you, you either you put Philip Hollander back in and say, right, okay. You made a mess of it, so you know we we believe in you. Sort it out tonight, or or you say, well, can we run the risk of, of those bad memories coming back to them in the course of tonight? And I really like Leon Balogun. I must say, uh, any time he plays, uh, he's just got this calmness about him that I think is quite infectious as well. Um, I think he's a good partner for for Conor Goldson. And and if it was down to me, and obviously it's not. <laughs> Uh, Craig, I think I think I would put Balogun in for for those reasons. What do you think? Yeah, look, Rob, I don't I don't disagree. I mean, we know that Balogun is a a, a very very good player. Um, you know, I had to, to to wait his time a little bit when Hollander was coming in and playing his matches. Um, Hollander didn't have the best of nights against Benfica, but we know he's an honest pro uh, and and he will certainly bounce back. But uh, the competitive nature of, of uh, football and, and sometimes, you know, by a performance, you're losing your position. So, look, you could be right and Balogun could could hold his own tonight and, and make up the pairing with Goldstone and you would have no complaints with that, would you? Darren, what do you reckon? I don't I don't buy into the memories of making a mistake. See, you play for Rangers and Celtic, you've got to be a big enough character. You're going to make mistakes, but you need to be able to deal with it. So I don't think you'll be scarred by that in any way. You had a poor night. But, um, and I don't think that will come into Stephen Gerrard's head either. He'll look at who's the, the fittest available squad. I think Craig's touched on it. The, the main thing for Rangers is who's the best option. They, they've got whoever comes in seems to do a really good job. They can change it up. They can go with different players. They can rotate and still get the same high level of performance. So, um, But I don't buy into the fact that he'll worry too much about previous mistakes at a club like that. You need to be able to deal with that. Kyle, are you happy with the answers from Rob and from Craig and Darren? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree with him, 100%. And did you give your prediction for tonight? Yeah, go for 1-0 for Rangers. 1-0, yeah. We had 3-0 earlier. 1-0 certainly sounds, uh, you know, more r- realistic. Hey, who knows? Listen, thanks very much. Rob, you're there and looking forward to it tonight. 
Yeah, very much. Um, and wait, waiting for confirmation of the of the Benfica team news, which, which is going to be interesting. Uh, but certainly, un- unless they're pulling a fast one uh, on on who's available and who's not, they're going to be missing some key people uh, tonight. Uh, Otamendi, of course, is suspended because of his red card in the in the first game. Um, for me, he's got mistakes in him anyway. I'm I, I'm not sure that necessarily weakens them, even though he's a, he's a big name and he's so well known. Uh, Nuno Tavares, the left back, is I, I liked him a lot, even though he was hooked at half time. Uh, two of the midfield three are missing: Vigal, German international, and Tarabt, ex Queens Park Rangers player, talented guy. Um, those two, Vigal and Tarabt, and Darwin Nunez, the guy who came on, who's who's the talk of uh, European football in many ways at the moment, because a lot of clubs are lusting after him. Uh, even the likes of uh, of Man City and Barcelona are being talked about in terms of the 21-year-old Uruguayan international. Uh, he yeah he came on and got that sixth goal of the game in Lisbon. Uh, he's missing uh, tonight as well. Uh, those three because of positive tests for coronavirus. So uh, it it so it hits home. Uh, it's going to mean uh, probably half the team changes for, for Benfica uh, tonight. Uh, their coach, uh, Jorge Jesus, is, is making positive noises about it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think it does. Um, they made lots of changes at the weekend. They had a cup tie at the weekend. They're bringing back uh, all the big names that are available to them tonight. I, I think there's a, a whole lot in the Rangers' favour here tonight. I mean, e- even allowing for what's happening with Benfica, you just look at the, the juggernaut that is Rangers at the moment, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some stopping. Rob, you'll have a minute's silence uh, in memory of uh, Diego Maradona. They've just had it in Sparta Prague against Celtic. That match kicking off actually any time now. So uh, people will remember, and the fans, I'm sure there would have been silence everywhere if they had been in the ground, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, th- th- there's this great debate going on. Yeah. Was he the best ever? Well, it doesn't really matter, I don't think. It's a debate that could go on and on forever, um, you know, when you think of players like Pele as well. But, but he, he was one of the best, and uh, he lit up football wherever he, wherever he went uh, around the world. Um, and, and so many people are, are, are mourning his loss, and that's absolutely right. OK, Rob, uh, and quick word, last night... Hamilton drawing with uh, Aberdeen surprised us. We're just watching the Celtic game has just kicked off. So Darren, Craig yeah. will keep us right up to date with that. We're going to the news in a second or two. But uh, Derek McInnes really disappointed last night to drop two points. Yeah, yeah, he was um, because uh, they were one up half time and they were absolutely cruising. They dominated the game. Joe Lewis didn't see the ball practically in, in the in the first half. Uh, and I guess when they look back on it, maybe they could have been two two or three up, and that would have been a winning lead. Um, as it was. Hamilton did what they did. I mean, credit to uh, to Brian Rice and his team. They 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 got back into it from from a set piece. It wasn't good defending from Aberdeen. And as I heard you saying earlier on, yes, Aberdeen had a chance later on with Matty Kennedy, but but there was a there was a great opportunity and a brilliant save from from Joe Lewis late on. It's funny because from the position Aberdeen were probably feeling d- disappointed uh, at the end of it. They were probably relieved as well that they got one point and at least one point puts them in third place in the Premiership Yep, it was a good start we'll hear from Rob in the second half going to the news Darren a chance there for Celtic yeah good start from Celtic good play from Incham and Christian plays El Hamid down the side and gets him behind the the defenders of Sparta and just can't quite pick out Edward the keeper comes and collect but a good uh, positive start from Celtic we're back you'll miss nothing after this The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go
Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Seven minutes gone, Celtic are nil-nil against Sparta Prague. In Prague, uh, it was close a moment ago, the Celtic were under pressure, Darren. Yeah, they, they lost the ball and Moberg Carlson, who was probably Prague's, even though he, um, the boy got the hat-trick, um, Julius, um, Moberg Carlson was probably the best player in the last leg and he the left-footed shot that um, just passed Scott, Bones, uh, Scott Baines' post. Um, but it's been an open game, quite an open game so far. Celtic look look promising going forward, and obviously Prague with that chance. So um, it looks like there someone might break the deadlock soon. Craig, what do you make of the opening eight minutes? It's been a positive start for Celtic. And just looking at the pitch, the pitch looks amazing. But there was an opportunity there with a the back pass, and, and goalkeeper I think is Nita. Um, it's took a bobble, um, which caused a, a few issues, which they, they managed to get away with. But now Celtic have had a positive start. Um, Sparta Prague have conceded in the last two domestic games seven goals. You can see that there's going to be opportunities for Celtic tonight if they can take them. Quite an open game so far. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, usually these games teams kind of feel each other out, um, but maybe because they've played each other so so recently, um, both teams seem to to be having a go, and and you'd imagine that'll, as Craig said, mean it'll be a game of opportunities. Rangers in action in a couple of hours against Benfica. We heard from Rob McLean. He'll give us the team news as soon as it comes in, and uh, the fans, no matter who's playing, the way Rangers are at the moment, uh, are, are confident, Craig. But uh, it's got to be measured because it's Benfica. And, and it has to be. I mean, they they played against 10 men for a, for a large part of the game away to Benfica. They conceded three goals yep. against a, you know, a Benfica team that you know that, that have quality. Um, look, I also, I think the last time I worked at Rangers TV, against Willem Tway, which yep. was a comfortable result, as in 4-0, but there was a lot of opportunities for Willem Tway in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And again, it's about, you know, sometimes the opportunities. And so you can't, you can't get too carried away at a top level you can be punished if you don't bring your A game. So Rangers will need to do that again tonight. And if they can do that, that will put them in a position to, to go on and hopefully win a game of football. And it allows Rangers then to worry about the league more than Europe for a wee while, Darren. Well, yeah. Am I right in saying that if if, if results go their way yep. in the other, like Rangers could qualify tonight. That's right. Um, yep. So, yeah, absolutely. I think yep. Stephen Gerrard will want them to go win the game, put it to bed and... and um, they could potentially even rotate even more than he has done so um, absolutely agree with everything Craig's just because Benfica are maybe not a full strength they'll still be a top side um, Rangers will need to perform very well but I think I think if Rangers perform to the levels they have they'll they'll probably find their way to a win We've been watching for El Hamad tonight Craig looking at the changes in the Celtic team El Hamad uh, has done well recently he's mm. back in uh, Frimpong is really good going forward but maybe yeah. not so adept Defensively, yeah. and look, I was lucky. I mean, Darren Offline filled me in a little bit about Elhamad, who I haven't seen a great deal of, but great stature, uh, a physical presence, and probably more defensively minded than than mm-hmm. Frimpong, as you, as you mentioned there. Um, you know, with that, you kind of think, well, in an attacking sense, you might lose something, but in the early parts of the game, um, he's certainly been an outlet and also looking to get forward. So, an impressive, an impressive looking player. Check side on the attack there, Darren, a moment ago. 
Yeah, again, it's Moberg Carlson coming down the left and he clips a ball to the back post. Header kind of a cross goal that, that uh, beats everyone out for out for a goal kick. But as I said, kind of both teams looking to go forward and you'd imagine there'll be goals in the game the way it started. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Paul Cooney, with Darren Aday, a former Celtic and Ireland international player, and Craig Moore, Australia, Rangers, Crystal Palace... Who else will we throw in? I know there's loads of them. Newcastle, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, and, and then right at the very end yeah. in Greece, Kavala. Kavala. It wasn't long, but it was, was just enough. Say, how long was it? Uh, it was three or four months just leading into yeah. the 2010 World Cup. Just watching a, a clash here. Laxal going down. Was, was that a foul, Darren? I was too busy listening to Craig yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Talk about his Greece yeah. adventures. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't at, a, at a time where yeah. the, the sun was shining. Was it a few, like, few quid in the back pocket? It was a last hurrah, was uh, it? Mate, Greece, you know what it's like, mate. Yeah. Whatever money you do actually get. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Because I certainly left some there. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the greatest ever players and so many tributes to Diego Maradona, who died yesterday, just 60 years old. You were telling us about some of the great players you played against, Darren. Tell us about uh, Nicholas Anelka. Yeah, he's pro- I've played against probably better players, although saying that Nicholas Nelka was a top, top player, played at pretty much all the massive clubs in each league. Um, but yeah, I played against him when I, when I was at Ipswich in the FA Cup against Chelsea. And I'm sure Chelsea had lost their previous game at home. So they went full strength and you knew they were going to come out firing. Yeah. And Nelka was just in a different planet. He's so, so powerful and quick. And he was quite... Uh, he was a little bit moody I suppose he yeah, walked about yeah, the yeah. pitch he didn't, typical striker he, he wasn't always involved put it that way but my god when he when he came to life there was no keeping up with him um, and Chelsea hit us for seven that day so <laughs> uh, it was a tough afternoon you said he was like a jet engine when oh, jet off. engine yeah. I used to always laugh, laugh at this and maybe I was I was lucky at Celtic growing up I played in big games and against the big players and I remember sitting when the FA Cup draw was made and the lads at Ipswich, listen, a lot of them had, had really good careers, but they were cheering when we got Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge, brilliant. And I'm thinking, oh my God, no, that's the last play. <laughs> Give me League League Two and play a League yeah. Two. Because you knew, like, the, it, there's kind of the glamour of playing at Stamford Bridge against yeah. Nicholas and Elka. We got absolutely hammered. Um, so I certainly wasn't cheering when the, the draw was made, but others did. How much did he make in transfer fees, Craig, when oh. you think about it? Can you imagine being his agent? And I think it was was his brother. Brother, I, 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 yeah, not his agent. Yeah, Um, yeah, you know, he had a he had a few moves, and um, as Darren said, like on his day, he was he was unbelievable. But he was a he was a character that um, you know certain clubs, certain times in his career looked as if he was really disinterested. Mm -hmm. Uh, He obviously managed me at uh, Mumbai City. I went out to the Indian Super League for was only a four month league, so he was the manager there. So. Obviously known personally now. He's a really, really good guy, top guy, but certainly has that, uh, I suppose, he's a little bit high maintenance, if you want to call it that. Yeah, but like I said, the, the strikers normally, look, they are a little bit special. Um, they're kind of normally the, the, the players that make a difference. So you kind of, yeah. you let them get on. You let yep. them get on with their their way. Yep. Um, the prima donnas. I wouldn't yep. say prima donnas, but no. they look, a striker, you, you need to be a certain type. You need to you need to know when to be selfish, um, at the same time, that can you know maybe frustrate teammates because you didn't play the right pass. But I'd always prefer to see a selfish striker than one that's too honest and looking about, to pass the buck. Talk mm. about selfish. We we were we were meant to go to Portugal for the preseason with Mumbai, and uh, Nico decided we were going to go to Dubai in August because he <laughs> wanted to stay in his place in Dubai. <laughs> now, if you can imagine the heat ah, in Dubai doing a preseason, yeah. there, we, there go. we go one 0 Edward. 
Edward scores for Celtic 14 minutes 15th minute and he took it well there in yeah, edge of the box brilliantly yeah. he goes yeah. down the left channel and Edward's into the box he squares up the defender kind of twists and turns a little bit and then gets a really good finish to the far post just played in behind um, I think it's from Elianusi Edward makes a good good run into the left channel of the box twists and turns left foot finish into the far post and as I said I can see goals yeah. I can see goals in this game it's been really open Um and hopefully Celtic can come out in the right end of that. But really, really good start and, and good finish from Edward. Top finish, top finish. His left foot right across um, to the to the other side, far post, off the post. In fact, uh, and, and in it goes. Sparta tried to play the offside, didn't they? They got they got caught a little bit, um, but Edward has taken the opportunity and put Celtic ahead. But very open game. I expect to see more goals in this one. Agreed. El Yunusi with a big smile there. Edouard too. Is that almost a smile from the big fella? Is that him back, Darren? Oh, time will tell. Listen, yeah, sure. Edward, Edward's, uh, as I said, he's the best player in the country um, when on form. Yeah. Edward, you're talking about him running in behind and, and big offside. He's not faced much of that this season. It's He's faced packed defences and, and stuffy defences. This mm-hmm. game is a little bit open. You give good players time and space and you got a bit of time and space there. You see how clinical he is. So, from Celtic's point of view, if that can kick him on now to into a good run of form, great. But uh, as I said, he's he's kind of shown signs recently with France, and then mm. even the small part he played at the weekend that um, he looks hungry again. Yeah, wasn't it great to see him getting the two goals last week? He's a record breaker for the French under twenty one. He's, a, he's yeah. a this he's a top top player. Like there's no getting away from it. He's he's had he's not been at his best if you want to call it that. But um, there's no doubt in his qualities, and he showed it just there. So the first goal of the evening involving the Glasgow clubs, it's Sparta Prague nil, Celtic 1, it's Odson Edward after 15 minutes, Rangers kicking off at 8. Um, we're just talking about some great football memories, but we're keeping you right up to date with what's happening. There's a corner there for Prague, um, but it's cleared. Uh, in fact, it's going to be another corner kick, Callum McGregor there. He's had a, a great few weeks for Scotland as well, wasn't he? He was magnificent. Yeah, he is, he's, and he's an example to, to any young footballer. Um very humble, works incredibly hard, incredibly talented, um, plays 50, 60 games a season, travels, never injured, um, so reliable. Um, he's an example and I'm delighted for him because he deserves all the credit he's going to get. Craig, I noticed in the you know the English media and the radio stations had them in talk sport and they were saying some of the players that they weren't so familiar with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people like um, Callum McGregor, yeah. Ryan Christie, because yeah. uh, we're just not in the radar the same players playing in Scotland as opposed to the Tierneys and the Robertsons. Yeah. So it was great to see them getting some profile at Ryan um, Jack as well. No, no, for sure. And look, this is kind of what I've said about how important it was for Scotland to, to yeah. qualify and to, to be on that stage because all of a sudden then these clubs, these people are talking about uh, the performances of, you know, your Christie's and the likes. Um, and that, that that is important because, you, you you know, there is so much quality here. It just probably isn't showcased in, in the best way, but certainly being able to play international football, Euros um, is going to change that. Edward on the ball again Celtic tried to come forward uh, were you surprised last night Liverpool losing that home record I don't think they'd lost since 2018 and losing last night yeah, yeah. I, look I, I'll be honest with you I I, I wasn't again I wasn't surprised we spoke about it yeah. earlier on I'm never surprised if Atalanta uh, seen yeah. quite, quite a bit of them are a fantastic side the the amount of football that, that all, all these top clubs have to play we know how hard Liverpool have been hit 
Yeah. Uh, you know, with their issues, uh, injuries, and sure. I think Salah with the COVID recently. So yeah. it came back, but very, yeah. very tough. So not totally surprised. Yeah. There were five changes, weren't there? And we know how many players they are missing mm. at the moment. Leicester one-one at the moment. Braga, uh, we'll give you the results, the scores as they come in. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. You're hearing it's Craig Moore, Darren O'Dea, and uh, me, Paul Cooney, and taking your calls as well and building up to the Rangers game. So it's great start for for Glasgow. So what's happening with Leanne Dempster then? The CEO really highly rated. Uh, She is, of course, at Hebs, or she's just departing from Hebs. She is coming to Glasgow, and we hear, it's not yet confirmed, but she will be coming to a massive ground in Glasgow. Over 50,000 can be there. She's coming to Queen's Park, who, as we know, have gone professional. So she's going to be CEO at Queen's Park. That's still to be confirmed, but um, look out for that happening probably next week. And it shows you the ambition of the club. They're top of the second division, Darren, and uh, they've got a top-rated CEO coming in. Yeah, it's a huge statement from the club. They've obviously gone full-time, yep. a very historic club that you've, you've touched on. And the fact that you're leaving a, a, the size of Hibs yep. to go there is a, a massive statement of intent. So um, a big appointment and... I'm always a big believer to get things right in the pitch things need to be right above it um, so that's clearly the route the, the club are going down Greg great to, great to see the ambition no it's a, it's fantastic and, and and Darren you're spot on because the the importance of having a, a football club that's run properly um, so that the, the, there aren't these kind of issues and you know, to, to leave Hibs which is a well established uh, football club and, and take this opportunity uh, it's a great coup for, for Queen's Park it really is yeah, you see, you see with these clubs sometimes. I know they're they're well financially backed. That they they just think it's players get the players in, spend a bit of money. It it doesn't work like that. No. Um, so it's great to see that they're trying to put structure. And as I said, it's a, it's a massive coup to get uh, the CEO of, of Hibs to go in at, at League Two level. But that's obviously the ambition of the club is as appeal to her. She did a good job at Motherwell. Then she went to Hibs for six years. A good stop there by Scott Bain for Celtic. They're still one up. Yeah, one you'd ex- expect him to make. Um, it was a long ball headed down and Julius kind of lands on it. It's kind of a little bit scrappy and he hits it with his right foot. But Scott Bain, it's it's a comfortable save down to the bottom left of his of his corner. Craig, no worry on that one? No, no. It, like I said, it was a comfortable save. But again, Julius, you don't need to ask him twice. Pulls the trigger straight away. Comfortable save in the end from Bain. But, uh, you know, Sparta still are having their moments and, and Carlson also looks looks very dangerous. So Celtic will need to be clever in terms of how they defend and make sure that they, they don't get hit with the, the transitional kind of moments that, that potentially happened at Parkhead. Celtic would love to get that kind of consistency that Rangers have got at the moment with the clean sheets, Craig. That's the, so much uh, attention has been paid ah, to the look, changes in the defence. It's fantastic. I mean, we were both, Darren, we were both, both defenders. I mean, how, how good is it when you can provide that, that base and that platform for your team to then go on and, and score goals and, and win matches? It's a, it's, it's a big um, pressure off the team at times. Strong goalkeeper, good back four and all of a sudden you can go on and build and you look at the players that Celtic have got and there's no reason why that can't happen there's no reason why they can't get on that run no listen they have been on this run before as in a good run before so it's just a case of players performing um, and so far this season as you've well put they've just not had consistency but certainly starting with tonight if they can put a result together build in for the weekend and by the time they come back to league form you could have two three good results where they're in positive frame of mind and all of a sudden the the whole kind of weather changes 13 goals so far he's not a striker but uh, James Tavernier what a season he's having Craig he's he's 
having a top season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what was it eight, eight, nine? I'm not sure how many yeah. are penalties, but you still, you still, you still got to score them. Um, but look, he seems to. He actually seems to have thrived without the the crowds. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's kind of you know some players have really uh, grown a leg, um, but I just think that you know he's put in really mature performances um, this season. Uh, okay, that you know we're seeing a. Uh, the reflection in terms of goals, but I, I think Tavernier in terms of assists and, and what he what he brings to the Rangers team and the way that he leads, which is not your typical captain style, he's not shouting and pulling people about. He's he's leading by the way that he plays. Um, so I think he's had a good season. Chance at the other end of the park, Celtic still one up, but a corner kick, Darren. Yeah, there's there's no real kind of consistent. I'm just watching it as it yep. comes in. Julius is a chance here in the box, offside. and he's offside. Yep. There's no. Pattern yet in the game. Neither team is completely in control. There's chances. There's openings. Uh, Sparta are flooding forward in numbers, and then Celtic look dangerous. Then when they break, especially with Edward through the middle, the speed he has and power, if, if they can get him isolated, which they did for the goal. Um, so we keep saying that it, you would imagine there's going to be more goals in this game. It w- uh, it's a great watch. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it is a great watch because it is it is so open. You know, it's it's yeah. end to end. Uh, we do, we certainly we've already had one goal. We look as if we're definitely going to see more goals in this match. Really, uh, really good game to watch. And uh, for Rangers, we're expecting. Well, we don't know what to expect tonight. Uh, there's a real confidence, but a, a realization it's Benfica in town. And uh, who knows what's going to happen tonight? But we I've got Rob McLean there, and uh, we'll keep you up to date. The Go Radio. F- football show here with OPC Energy Limited James Tavernier obviously looking forward to the match and he's been talking about Rangers form in Europe um, I think nothing's really changed even compared to last season you know we relish the big teams we always relish um, playing in European football obviously this season's a bit different with no fans and you don't really get to experience those European nights at Ibrox and obviously the away grounds but I think the boys Love the occasion, um, the club love the occasion, and we always step up to it. So hopefully tomorrow, tomorrow night, we can we can do the same, and you know make the club proud and make ourselves proud. We're just watching Darren. It's uh, Sparta Prague on the attack. Yeah, they've had the better of it for the last kind of five five minutes. Uh, Celtic having to do a bit of defending, no real clear cut chances, um, but certainly Sparta kind of have become the more dominant team over the last five minutes. Shouts for offside there. Just uh, watching to see so Sparta Pag uh, nil, Celtic one. Edward scoring after 15 minutes. What did you make of Morelos at the weekend, Craig? That he didn't fancy. He shouldn't have thrown the glove, should he? But what did you feel about that? Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? He's spot on. <laughs> not spot surprised. On. No, not surprised yeah. one. But these these kind of South American players, they love football. Love yeah. football. They don't want to come off the pitch. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard comes out afterwards. I thought he answered it really well, kind of just to diffuse it a little bit. Yeah. But that's the reality. You see these guys, they just want to play football. He doesn't care less there's another game coming up. He doesn't care less of the big picture. He just wants to be on a football pitch. I don't really see the big deal in this. He's a bit petulant. You, you, you see it all the time. Sometimes, like I said, I guess for, for, for the viewers or the fans and you see an un, unhappy player and, and showing their frustrate, frustration, throwing things or, or whatever, it can be taken in different ways, but you, you're spot on. I mean, especially from South America, they just want to play football. They want that's where they're happy. They want to be on that football field. Morelos is a goal scorer. He wants to be every time he's not on that football field, he's going, I'm missing the opportunity to score, score goals. Goal. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Celtic get one up. We're back in a moment. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Where Celtic have conceded they were one up in fifteen minutes, but Darren O'Day is now one one. 
Yeah, it is. And we were talking about the game being open and we we predicted goals from the early start, but it actually comes from a corner. Sparta Prague put the ball in the box. Celtic looked like they'd cleared it to the edge of the box and they kind of tried to empty out. And I think it was Callum McGregor had been left in. It kind of was probably a shot and goal. Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit scrappy. It comes to the Sparta Prague player who controls it well and finishes well. But um, disappointing from Celtic's uh, excellent start to lose to lose a goal and it's now back all square. Just on you touch on that, Darren, like defending because it wasn't really cleared properly, was yeah. it? They didn't get enough distance on the clearance and kind of were a little bit disorganised in the way that they come out, which left I think, as you said, McGregor in there. Yeah, I think McGregor's pro- probably in the first post area, so he's one of the deepest ones, and it kind of looked because they'd originally gotten the first contact on the ball and went to the edge of the box, they looked to kind of empty the box yeah. probably just too quickly. Um, as it kind of bobbled about, uh, finish on goal, but they ended up getting controlled and turned into a pass and. Sparta Prague obviously back all square Is it 1-1 you'd look for at half time and Neil Lennon gets them in and says let's get ready for the second half and there's going to be more goals do you think Darren? Looking at the game Sparta Prague have definitely been the best better team for the last 10 minutes yeah. the goal I wouldn't say it was coming but they were they were certainly having a, a good spell in the game Um but the game's open and, and you've seen with Celtic's goal when you leave Edward kind of isolated with players 1v1 he's lethal so I, I see more opportunities coming for Celtic in that way so it's important that they don't obviously concede more goals because they will get opportunities no doubt because Sparta Prague are flooding players forward Craig? Yeah, I th- look, I think we're going to see more goals. I think we'll see yep. see more goals even before half time. It's just yep. it just has that real open open feel to it. Um, you know, defensively, both teams need to make sure that they're switched on. But you know, in particular, Celtic in terms of don't want to go in at half time. So like chasing now a a deficit. Yep. You know, can they put themselves in a position potentially to to, to go in at half time ahead? Yeah, it's possible in what we've seen. Yep, Edward scored in fifteen minutes. Good goal, wasn't it? Danny took it well. Yeah, it's excellent. And, and as I said, he's probably not had that a lot in, in Scottish football. A lot of teams will sit deep and, and frustrate him and there's a lot of bodies around him. But he found himself uh, in behind the, the back four, back three of Sparta Prague and, and isolated their centre-back, twisted and turned, went onto his left foot and finished really well across the keeper and hit the post and, and in. So, as, as I said, I see more opportunities coming for Celtic. And Celtic coming forward, trying to get it through to Edward, but it's cleared. It was Hanko who equalised after 26 minutes. So 1-1 in Prague. It could be anybody's game. It was a great start for the evening for Celtic and for Neil Lennon. Because uh, for the neutral, if there are in this madhouse, Craig, if there are any neutrals, <laughs> that's uh, the west of Scotland, then you, you know, you'd feel for Neil Lennon. I mean, Darren put it really well earlier on. What that man has won as a player yeah. and as a manager, but you know, you can't have two successful teams in Glasgow. The, the yeah. fans demand. Uh, look, you know, Neil Lennon as a, as a player and as a manager, hugely, hugely successful. What he's now having to, to, to put up with in terms of, you know, fans, disgruntled, media, whatever, that's part and parcel of the job. He, he knows that. Mm. He's, he's, you know, he's in a situation where he's experienced it. Um, doesn't make it nice at times to hear, but, you know, it's something that he's experienced before and I'm sure he'll come through again. Yeah, that, that's... The- we're kind of talking as if Neil Lennon's had past glories that he's relying on at the minute he's he's won every domestic title yeah. at the minute and he's got a cup final in, in a yeah. couple of weeks so it's the madhouse of Glasgow um, it's not going to change and and I don't think we'd want it to change it, it makes it, it makes for, mm. for brilliant viewing yeah. obviously when you're the manager of a football club in this town you're going to have to deal with incredible scrutiny and that's what he's under just now Celtic coming forward now Darren Adi box yeah. oh. yep. into the another box another ball in it's come to Incham 
He just can't guide it on target. El Hamid has done well. He's actually got forward a lot. We were talking about his defensive strength. He's got forward, delivered a good ball into the box. It found its way to kind of the back area. Incham strikes it with his left foot and, and just can't get it on target. It's good to see Celtic FC Foundation because of the it's not the, the sponsorship rules are different in Europe. It's good to see that many of the clubs put their foundation or their charity arm uh, on the jersey there. That was a chance for Incham, Craig Moore. Yeah, no, it was. Look, it was again a good cross from from El Hamad uh, to the back post. Um, or oh, it's actually come central. Uh, Edouard tried to get on the end of it, unfortunately, didn't go to the back post and charm left foot. Um, unfortunately, doesn't he doesn't hit the target. But again, the Celtic had an overload and a uh, an opportunity there. We mentioned earlier about Kaka then being the best player that Darren came up against, the most impressive. For you, for those who missed it a few weeks ago, I know we said Ronaldo, uh, Gaza. I saw Gaza speaking this morning with great emotion, the way he spoke about his old friend. Yeah. Was that with Peter Shilton? Yes. I've seen that as well. He said, uh, obviously... uh, he says to Peter Shilton, he says, um, Diego Maradona made your career, Peter. But Gaza was a freak. He was, again, he's a, talk about players in terms of their happy place and being on the football field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Gaza was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. He you know, just wanted to be out there and he was uh, first in at the training ground. He was the last off it, um, which, is, which is great to see. You said that his dedication to—it's it's all they—that's when they're they're at home, their natural habitat. Give them the ball and play football. All the top yeah. players are top players for for a reason. It's not because mm-hmm. they they arrive late and are the first ones to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see that your young lads as well, and, and trying to get that instilled into the the, the young fellas in, in terms of that professionalism, um, and that culture and all that sort of stuff as well. But these top players, don't they? They're, they're they're at it all the time, and they're they're perfectionists. Yeah. Well, you, I always use Messi as an example that this skill that guy has is is obviously surreal, mm-hmm. arguably the best or the most skill anyone's ever had. But he's he's churning out probably on average, I'm saying, 55, 60 games a season. And bear in mind, he plays for Argentina, so he's he's got huge travel and jet lag to deal with. You don't do that unless you live your life right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he, we talk about kind of matching talent and and hard work. He's doing that. He's just his talent is that big that he's maximizing. He's maximizing his potential. That's what Lionel Messi mm-hmm. has done, and that's what uh, you're saying. A lot of the top players do. They give everything. Uh, yeah, the rewards yeah. are there, of course. Look, the rewards are, are massive, but yeah. and and look, it's it's huge sacrifice. But it becomes it becomes their life. It becomes their family's life, and uh, and you know they're they're well rewarded. And hopefully, some stage they're, they're able to well, they will give back and, and spend that time with their family that you kind of lose yep. uh, in, in in a way. Um, but like I says, the the top top players are perfectionists. They they do everything they possibly can to make sure that they're at the top of their game for as long as they possibly can. Sparta Prague won Celtic one Celtic opened the scoring in Prague after 15 minutes and it was Odson Edward and then Hanko equalised after 26 minutes. They've played uh, 37 minutes. Sparta Prague won Celtic one. Who would you say is your the all-time best player then, Craig? Darren's keeping it everything watching uh, and bringing us up to date as a chance oh! here oh, for Sparta Prague. 2-1 yeah, It's a really disappointing blow for Celtic um, Ball's out on the right hand side I'll need to see exactly the kind of chain of events but it gets put across the box and it, it just looks like no one clears it Julian's maybe worried about scoring an own goal and it go, gets between Julian and, and Scott Bain and it kind of gets bundled over the line for Sparta Prague It's out on the right hand side here It's a ball Ayer doesn't go for it Julian 
can't get to it and Bain goes in between him and Bain and it's bundled over the line to one Sparta Prague well, it, and that was it was a shot it was a, there's no way that was a pass it was a shot wasn't it no I think I think it's a cross I think it's just trying to put it into an area in between it's a good cross but mm. you really should be dealing with either your goalkeeper your two centre backs yeah. that's kind of the area the pitch that's the yeah. last place you want the ball to go because it obviously causes problems like that and but Julius not, I think that's it's he obviously scored again. a hat-trick at Celtic Park another goal for him um, what Sparta Prague are doing really well is Celtic obviously get their full backs forward they're, they're playing with two centre forwards who actually end up drifting into the wide areas mm. trying to isolate Celtic centre backs and they got joy in the first leg from that and they've clearly had joy here in the first half of uh, of their home game the man who did all the damage uh, a few weeks ago at Celtic it's uh, Julius so that's four goals against Celtic in three weeks Craig Moore yeah a lot of dis- disappointing at this stage you know coming to to near half time um, the, the ball seemed to take forever to, to, to come across the face of the goal and certainly uh, Celtic would be disappointed that they, they couldn't deal with that that better um, <clears throat> but yeah an, an unfortunate one but as Darren was saying like Sparta they, they, they do well in terms of being able to um, you know get into those wider areas um, and get decent delivery into the box it's something that they work work on and you know with the fullbacks of Celtic being progressive and looking to, to get a little bit further up there has been some opportunities and gaps there for them you did say there'll be more goals and before half time mm-hmm. Celtic have to go for it to uh, to get back in level terms and then still the second half to maybe take the lead again yeah l- listen I, I think even if Celtic were to win here tonight to actually qualify out of the group is is yeah. going to take a, as I said a minor miracle yeah. um, so it's about just the game tonight yeah. Having a win, obviously the pressure we're talking about, the Neil Lennon, the team are under. The only way to get rid of that is winning games of football. So, listen, there's plenty of time, as we've we've said, there's going to be opportunities for Celtic, but obviously if you keep conceding goals, mm. it doesn't matter how many opportunities you get, you're going to have to keep scoring. So um, they're going to need to improve defensively for the second half. And But as I said, I think they'll get opportunities to score more goals. And they have done it before in Europe. You know, Most of the players here did well last season for Celtic and they've got top players and they've still got time, Darren, to come back. Yeah, listen... You go back to it and they're not living off past glories at the minute yeah. they're in a, a phase of, of kind of poor form or yeah. lack of confidence whatever it may be that's contributing to that these players have, have been there they've won games they've won titles they need to now find a lot of kind of resilience because they're under so much scrutiny and pressure um, but it's something they've they've obviously dealt with for a number of years and a lot of them just looking at that again was it a cross or was it uh, yeah. no but he's looked uh, yeah. bef- before he's received the ball he's actually looked uh, to see what was in the box uh, again it was a, he, he tried to hit an area which was uh, you know in the end quite a dangerous area and um, they got their joy from it uh, but like I said still defensively Celtic should be doing better there Braga 2 Leicester 1 is the latest so a tough one for Celtic's former manager at the moment they're uh, 2-1 down at Braga uh, Sparta Prague 2 Celtic 1 as we just mentioned Julius scoring in 38 minutes Hanko got the equaliser in 26 Edward in 15 so much promise then Craig early in the match Edward back in the score sheet Celtic scoring away from home a lot of uh, pressure on the defence you know a lot of talk about the Celtic defence mm-hmm. but there's still what 5 minutes left 4 minutes in the first half and then the second half surely Celtic will they come back on level terms can they get it's it's the result tonight, isn't it? Just to try and get that winning momentum back going. Yeah, it really is. And, and look, I mean, if we go in at half half time and it's it's two one as it as it stands, and it's it's about regrouping uh, and coming up because there's going to be opportunities in this in this match. It's like making sure that 
Um, you know, keep your shape, keep your discipline. Opportunities will will be uh, provided within the game, and it's about taking those opportunities. Certainly not conceding a third because that would be disastrous. Let me put you on the spot then. All-time greatest footballer, Darren's watching and bringing uh-huh. us update what's happening. Would you say, if I give you these four, I think you, you'll know who to be. Yeah. Uh, Maradona, yeah. Pelly, yeah. Messi, yeah. or the man you played against, Ronaldo? I'll go Maradona. Maradona. I'll go Maradona. Look, yeah. Just again, it's growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. um, he, he was just somebody that I fell in, the, fell in love with the game because of Maradona. It's, yeah. it's kind of just got me hooked. And look, I, I never dreamt as a kid that I was going to have the opportunity to eventually play against a Ronaldo yeah. and, and, and some top, top players. But that 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 connection with football was was Maradona for me. Mm-hmm. Darren, who would you say? Obviously, I'm going to go Messi just yeah. because it's more my era. But yeah. if, if I was to ever argue, which I don't like arguing about these things because yeah. it's all, an opinion and listen, none of these players or all these players deserve at some stage to have someone's opinion of them being the best ever. But Messi, I admire Messi as a player and the skill he has and how easy he makes the game look. Mm. I also admire what I just touched on the numbers he hits his goals every season the amount of games he plays the amount of titles he's won the thing Messi lacks that Maradona had is a World Cup if Messi wins a World Cup I, I just can't see see how Messi I can't I never watched Maradona live but I can't see how you can be better than Messi that's basically what I'm getting at um, he's incredible so but I'd go with him but yeah but it's the same like the, 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 the top top players it's kind of like they, they they just go by people like they're not there, uh, you mm. know, like the, the Messies and all that. How many times he just stand and still all of a sudden, you know, gets the opportunity, gets a space and then whizzes by three players and puts it in the far Maradona was exactly the same, but yeah. on, on, the, on the pitches that weren't, weren't as yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and defenders where there, there were no rules back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about tackles. It was mm-hmm. it was knee high. Yeah, he, I've seen the clips, and also you see the shop, eh? well Pele was the same. Pele well documented same. that I'm sure Messi lives his life a little bit cleaner than what Maradona oh, did yeah. as well. So, yeah. um, no, listen, uh, top players, mm-hmm. top top players, the best, the best ever. Um, I find it hard to see how anyone was ever better mm-hmm. than Lionel Messi. And Darren, I've been around even longer than Craig Moore and uh, Pele. You know, I grew up. He was I, was, I was a kid, but he was just amazing in an amazing Brazilian team. He had so many great players around him, yeah. maybe more than anyone else has yeah when you think about Maradona mm. there's some great players in yeah. the Argentinian team Pele was just an all-round fantastic player yeah. um, but it was a different era he was kicked off the park at times as well, as well. do you remember well, yeah. in, the, in yeah. the England World Cup you know when it was yeah. held in England mm-hmm. um, but an amazing player didn't ever see him in the flesh I saw him at the World Cup in 86 we were in the same hotel yeah. but uh, and he was it's a, you know he had an entourage around him all the time Pele was just amazing so I'm that bit older than you and that was people would say Pele Maradona Eusebio was another great player as well Eusebio of course yeah Yeah. amazing player but uh, when you see the footage last night and today it's hard to look past uh, Maradona and it's you know it's tragic at 60 years old the heart attack after surgery but uh, he was at home uh, but you see the outpouring and, and Napoli as well and we're all reminded of how much he means to the to the people there we're going to take a quick break it's Sparta Prague 2 Celtic 1 but we'll be back just after this the Bull Radio Football Show Let's go. go Go Radio Football Show Thursday night European action is on Paul Cooney here with Darren Adee and Craig Moore, Rob McLean joining us in a moment or two because Rangers kick off in just over an hour's time. Rangers against Benfica. We're with OPC Energy Limited. Monday to Friday. Darren, halftime and a dramatic moment just before the whistle. Yeah, it was a free click delivered into Celtic's box and uh, Sparta Prague 
defender gets on the end of it and they hit the post and lucky for Celtic it ends up in Scott Bain's hand but that would have been a disaster to concede a third just before half time I think now after thinking the first half was really open and Celtic could get themselves back into it I think half time came at the right time for Neil Lennon and his players so a big second half coming up Greg 2-1 for Sparta and yet it started so well for Celtic yeah, no, it started really well. Uh, obviously, uh, Edouard getting a, a goal, um, doing the opposite to what he's probably been doing here in Scotland. Instead of coming back to, to try and link up, he was able to run in behind, um, manages to shift it and get a great finish off. So it was a perfect start. Um, but as the game wore on, uh, Sparta obviously looked a little bit more dangerous. Uh, but the two goals that Celtic have conceded, they'll be disappointed with because defensively they can be uh, doing much better. Uh, it still looks a, a very very open game hopefully Celtic now at half time can regroup I agree coming probably at the right time and maybe some changes or not changes of necessarily personnel but you know structurally making sure that they're a little bit tighter um, and have a better impact in the second half Darren would you expect changes at half time? Um, not, not, not in personnel no um, and I don't envisage them changing shape I, it's a strange one but sometimes listen I'm only a manager at a youth team level sometimes when the game is open you just back your players and, and Celtic have better players than Sparta Prague. So you Neil Lennon probably when it's open at the start of the half, you're thinking, I'll take this because we'll hurt them more than they'll hurt us. But it's turned around, it, it's hurt them in the other way. Um, so it's now, do you stick or twist? Do you, you, He will definitely want to make them tire and Craig is spot on. Um, but they need to obviously carry a threat going forward. So it's a big half for, for Celtic uh, coming up. Rob, you're on the line. You'll be covering Rangers. It's going to be a huge 45 minutes for Neil Lennon and Celtic. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Just uh, well, it's, it's just been happening too regularly, hasn't it? The the defensive defensive lapses. It was uh, you know great to see Odds and Edward back doing what he does, but but Celtic have just looked fragile um, defensively, um, and, and let's hope we can turn things around in the in the second half. We have the the team news for for Rangers. So uh, the 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 one we were debating earlier on, it, it, the the nod has gone to Leon Balogun at the back for Rangers as opposed to Philip Hellander. So it's going to be Alan McGregor and goals for Rangers tonight. James Tavernier, Conor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic. A midfield of Stephen Davis, Glenn Kamara and Scott Arfield. Of course, there was the doubt um, about Ryan Jack being fit for this one. But he does have an embarrassment of, of riches. Stephen Gerrard in that midfield area. So that's the trio he's gone for there. Uh, Ryan Kent on the left. Alfredo Morelos in the middle. Um, and it's going to be Kamar Roof on the, on the right side uh, rather than Joe Arebo for Rangers so it's a very uh, attacking lineup. that familiar formation for Rangers uh, that's the way they go uh, in terms of the Rangers lineup. Benfica we were speaking about it earlier on lots of changes for them lots of players unavailable for them and in fact only four of the Benfica team who started in Lisbon uh, will start at Ibrox tonight so it's a much changed team they've got lots of talent about them of course in any case uh, but it's a really uh, intriguing uh, game here at Ibrox kick off about an hour and ten minutes away. Craig, what do you make of uh, Balogun in? Not a surprise. No, like I says, I mean he's come in and we know um, the calmness and and the composure that he shows. He is a good player. Um, so again, I'm no issue that he'll uh, he'll do a decent job tonight. Um, it looks it looks a strong side, doesn't it? You know, Kamara Davis in midfield, Arfield, somebody who's going to continue to to get forward runs into the box. And a front three in Roof and uh, Morelos and Kent that can be dangerous. Darren? 
Yeah, I, I kind of uh, Rob's point of an attack information. The, the players, I get. I'm sorry, I completely get the point. Rangers will play the exact same way. The the players on the pitch will have the exact same roles. Whoever's in in them, I think that's testament to Stephen Gerrard that they they all know the role so well. They'll be so disciplined out of possession. They've obviously got quality going forward, but whoever comes in to whatever position will have the exact same role. Um, I don't think it matters which personnel goes in. Yeah, I, do. I think my point, Darren, was just that the, in Kemar Roof probably gives he gives maybe Rangers a little bit more, more goal threat yeah. than, than, than Joe Aribo does. I mean, you know, Joe Aribo is some, somewhere between a midfielder mm-hmm. and an attacker, whereas Kemar Roof, you know, is pretty much his, his instincts are all of the attacking. So I take your point entirely that it is the same formation uh, and nothing much will change for Rangers. But I just think that's a little tweak that maybe gives Rangers more of a, a goal threat. The, the, the decision to, to play Roof rather than a Rebo. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, so what do you reckon? You've uh, been covering Rangers in Europe this season and uh, they have not disappointed. What do you think is going to happen tonight? I, I feel really uh, confident about Rangers. I think you have to, Paul, just, yep. just because of what we've seen from them, this 21-game unge- unbeaten run, uh, the clean sheets, they're, they're so solid defensively, they're so... They're so uh, uh, strong going forward. They're in this great rhythm. Uh, they're, they're in this great place at the moment. Um, they've got and they've they've got options on the bench, of course, tonight to change things around if they need to, as well. But just that just that momentum that's behind them at the moment. I, I, they'll want to get the job done if at all possible. And if, of course, uh, Standard Liège win at home to Lech Poznan tonight, then the winners of this one, if there is a winner at Ibrox, would, would go through to the the knockout stages with two games to spare and if that was Rangers that would be some achievement mm. Yeah it would be Rob absolutely and it it probably just puts even um, more emphasis then on the league where I know Stephen Gerrard's obviously rotated players and, and had really high performances regardless of who's went in but to, to put the, the group to bed tonight would be a, a massive statement and then you can fully concentrate on, on league fixtures and cup fixtures coming up it just adds to the sorry, Paul. It just, nope. it just adds to the the whole confidence thing at Rangers as well. I mean, it, it would be incredible to think. I mean, they've qualified through the through the qualifiers and and the the, the groups the, the last for for three seasons now. Rangers, well, they're on the point of of having of having done it for three seasons. They're progressing uh, each time as well. Uh, it's it's just a uh, the whole the whole sort of operation is progressing. You can see it now. You can see what he's been building for the last two and a half years, and it would give them a massive another massive boost. Rangers this for their domestic campaign if they can take another big step forward in Europe. What's your scoreline, Rob? I'm thinking I'm thinking Benfica might get a goal tonight, um, mm. but I'm thinking two one Rangers. Scorers, <laughs> uh, Morelos. Well, I, mean, I, I think I think Morelos is, yeah. is probably now on a, on a run uh, of of scoring goals. He's broken the European rec- goal scoring record for Rangers. I fancy I fancy him to score and maybe Roof as well, but maybe not from the halfway line this time. No, maybe. Well, you never know. <laughs> never know. Stay alert, Darren. What do you think uh, tonight for Rangers? Uh, yeah, I th- I'd probably go with that 2-1 mm-hmm. I think Benfica will carry a threat I think mm-hmm. the injuries they've had and the Covid issues I think write them off at your peril I think they'll still be a, a very good side um, so yeah I, I probably would side I think Rangers will get the job done I think they're in a great a great uh, moment at the minute I think their quality they've got players in the pitch who can score goals as Rob said so 
um, I'd probably go with 2-1 as well and Rob before we go to Craig for his prediction um, what about Celtic do you think they can come back 2-1 down at half time a massive 45 minutes coming up I just hope so uh, you know I just hope yeah. for their sake they can they can turn it around but it's tough. I mean, they were they were torn to pieces by Sparta Prague three weeks ago at Celtic Park, and it's just um, that that's going to be nagging in their heads at half time as they as they as they go in behind in this one. That have they? But but it's a massive test of character. Let, let's hope they can pass that test. Uh, but they're going to have to be a whole lot better, a whole lot more solid defensively second half. Rob, you'll be with us tomorrow night in the studio. Let's hope we're talking about a Celtic and a Rangers win tomorrow evening. Rob yeah, McLean. Yeah. yeah, let's hope so, Paul. Cheers, yeah, Rob. All the best. Thank guys. you. Enjoy the match tonight. We'll be uh, watching the coverage later with Rob. So, Craig, what do you reckon? I know you think Rangers could do it, but you've got yeah. massive respect for the Portuguese. No, yeah, I, I really do. And I, look, I think Rangers can win the game tonight. Look, obviously, it'd be fantastic to qualify, uh, as we've touched on at this, at this early stage. I would certainly love that. The, the the thing with that is then potentially you've got two games where I'd like I'd like for them to be kept at their work, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um don't I'd love to qualify, but just in terms of that's that would be the job of you know of Gerard obviously to make make sure that there's there's nobody switching off, you know, because that can be a concern that all of a sudden qualified early uh, in, in your group stages, two games, and all of a sudden you make a few changes or rest or there's a little bit of complacency that, that could that could come into your game yeah listen it could go either way you could look at it from the point of view of it gives them a chance to keep the whole squad happy um, probably to, to all things but I take your point absolutely I think they're in a rhythm I think the competitive side of it helps and when you go through a group so early but uh, I don't think Stephen Gerrard would no, care no, that. take, they no, do. that's what I'm saying you take it <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like the, you've got to make sure that the, the, you know continue to, to, to work and sometimes when you put every in game the, means something you, put, you make changes they have a point to prove. That's why you make the changes because yeah. you've got players then that they want to come in. But listen, Rangers, we're kind of talking like they've won the game. Nope. Rangers will will have sure. to play very, very well tonight to Agreed. win. But I, I do yeah. think in the form they're in, you do fancy them. Final word from Stephen Gerrard. Winning games and going on unbeaten runs definitely breeds confidence and, and belief in, in the group. I think looking into tomorrow's game as well, I think the players have experienced playing against these players in this team not so long ago. And we've shown that certainly the big parts of the game that we could match Benfica and certainly compete. So this is a game that the players are very much looking forward to. We have major respect for these individually and collectively as a group, Benfica. We couldn't be going in in a better place, really, if you think about the run of games we've been on. So Rangers kick off at eight. Celtic are at halftime. The second half about to get underway. They're 2-1 down. And uh, Neil Lennon, uh, he spoke about pressure yesterday before he left. I'm quite the type to enjoy sort of this type of stuff, this type of pressure. It's never really bothered me before. You're disappointed with the reaction of some people, but you can't control everything. And, um, you know, I'm looking looking ahead, looking forward to the games coming up and looking forward to putting a good run together between now and the new year. He was upbeat yesterday, Darren. And uh, what do you think he's saying to the players now as they come back out for the second half? I think he knows there's going to be opportunities to score goals. I think then it's imperative that Celtic don't concede more goals. They, they kind of... It was a similar situation, albeit it was, I think it was 2 0 at half time the last time. They started the second half fantastically well in the home leg, scored, and you thought they're going to go on and not only equalise, potentially win. But Sparta Prague clearly are very, very capable on a counter attack and have caused Celtic problems both in the first leg and, and in the first half there. So I think the, the key message is don't concede again because it might be later in the game that Celtic get the opportunity. Don't try chase this too early. 
Craig, it's still in their hands. They're 2-1 down, but 45 minutes to go. Huge for them. Yeah, and look, I mean, I'd probably simplify it as, as best as you possibly can. And, and your individual battles, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at the two teams and, you know, we kind of, I think, agree that Celtic have got better players. So I, I think if the players know that individually you go and win your battles, if, if, if you've got as simple as what it seems, if you've got majority yep. of people that do their job and come out on top of their battles, Celtic get themselves back into this game and maybe go on and win it. OK, the game has kicked off. Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight. Celtic 2-1 down as they get underway in the second half. Uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. Good luck to Celtic in the second half. Good luck to Rangers. We're back tomorrow night. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're just watching to see if you missed anything. Nope, still 2-1. Good night. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 